Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. This is the big payoff with Rachel Bello and Suzanne Mushin, business partners and best friends. They take on Chicago's big business stories, and they'll take on you too. Welcome to the big payoff. I'm Suzanne Mushin, and I'm here with my longtime business partner Rachel Bello. And this is a show about the kind of success that really matters, where money and meaning intersect, because this is what makes great companies thrive. And I think it's what consumers want and what the world needs, and you need it too. So this show is for everyone who wants to be passionate about what you do professionally and also have a life that you actually want to live. Suzanne, we've lived at this intersection for the last 20 years. We've built, funded, sold, and advised businesses about this very thing. We really do understand that magic matrix of passion and profit, of how you make a difference while making money. Because that's really what the big payoff means to us. And today we're talking about health and performance, how to connect the inner you with the outer you so that you can actually be great at whatever it is that you do. Because taking care of your health affects your success. And I know you're listening to this thinking, yeah, 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 everybody says that. But in fact, I can go on no sleep and I can just chug caffeine in the morning and I'm going to be fine. But we are here to tell you that that is not the case. And not just we. We actually have someone who knows something who's going to tell you <laughs> something. Isn't that a special Isn't treat? Isn't that a special treat? You've got someone with real knowledge named Dr. Ridwan Shabsig, who is the chair of the Department of Surgery at St. Barnabas's Hospital at the Bronx and professor of clinical urology at Cornell Medical here in New York. And he's the vice president of the Men's Health Foundation, which is really the big opportunity is to define men's health in a new way and raise the stakes on that. And that's what we're going to talk about with him later. He's so knowledgeable and so passionate about men's health that you're going to want to change your life after you listen to him and us. Or at the very least, you're going to want to change the lives of the men you love. And just to keep things balanced out today, two versus two, we've got yet another man in the studio today, Rachel. I know. And what a man. And what a man he is. We have Rob Denson, who's joining us for a new segment that we are launching this month. And it's a segment about how to move the needle on some of the issues that we talk about in this show. When we tell you, you can make money and have a life of meaning and purpose, you're listening to us, but you might be asking yourself, well, how? What would that look like? How can we actually do some of the things at scale that you guys are talking about? So we have Rob joining us from Tiller, a fantastic company that we'll talk about again later in the show. So it is a two-on-two woman-to-man ratio in the studio today. 
First time. I'm actually really proud of you on the health front, Suzanne, and I'm not being sarcastic. I suffered with you for so many years with your struggle with addiction, no, with <laughs> with Crohn's disease, yeah. which really was getting worse and worse to the point where you would have to actually leave meetings in the middle, doubled over in pain. and Or not go in the first place. Or not place. go, and you lived every single morning in morbid fear that your entire morning was going to be ruined because you would not be able to leave the house. And you finally took it upon yourself to get treatment, like serious treatment, and it worked. And this summer is so different, and it's, I'm so proud of you, Thank Suzanne, you. It, it, well, it was a big moment for me last summer, and this is about the inside and the outside connecting. So wait a minute. We do need to explain to our listeners what Crohn's disease is, because while I'm intimate by being intimate with you with the disease, they may not know what it is. So Suzanne, why don't you tell what it is? So it's a disease of the lower digestive system. It can be in your lower colon area, and it's just... It's sometimes can be so huge that people need to get parts of their colon actually removed. Mine isn't that bad. But when you hear about people getting a bag, that's often associated with Crohn's disease. Oh, you're going to have a bag, are you? No, I'm not going to have a bag. But some people have a bag. But the treatments for it are very aggressive. So, for example, I get an infusion called Remicade every four weeks. And it's serious. It has side effects that, you know, make me nauseous, make me tired. It's a serious, heavy-duty treatment. And, you know, you have it the rest of your life. I was putting up with all of that crap, pardon the the use of that term relative to Crohn's disease. I was putting up with all of that and its effect on my work life, but I was acting as if it wasn't affecting my personal life at all. And in fact, I was still running, still training for the marathon, and I remember stopping midway through a 16-mile training run last summer doubled over in pain and just saying, what am I doing? And you were also acting as if it wasn't affecting everyone around you. Which right. Is, meanwhile, you, my husband, yes. my kids. I mean, how crazy is that, that we can walk around all day thinking that the way we feel physically isn't affecting the people around us? So, crazy. so that's so great. So this summer compared to last summer must be just like a miracle. Yeah, except for the fact that I start worrying so much about the trip today and how little sleep I'm going to get. I'm obsessed with my sleep that I go on this really long run yesterday that I shouldn't have taken. I was dehydrated already. It was super hot outside and I did it anyway. And then I was up all night worrying about this trip. Oh, but first there's a, you left out a critical 10 minutes of that entire monologue, which was, you called me and whined. <laughs> I did. You I did. always do. Right around four o'clock, I called. I feel so bad. Now, I wonder if guys think this way. I mean, here's what I know about David, my husband. He, if he were going on a business trip this morning and he had taken a long run yesterday, he wouldn't have thought for one minute about how it was going to affect how he felt later in the day, whether or not he was going to sleep that night. He just wouldn't. No, and what's so interesting about that is they behave as if they are... They, meaning the men. men yeah. invulnerable for a long, long time, invulnerable until a certain age where they crash. So there is a certain age in men where you can really, really see, first of all, this is what I've noticed. You walk into a room and you see a man who takes care, impeccable care of himself, and chances are very high 
that either they are unmarried or they're gay. Seriously. Because everybody else looks like crap. Well, I'll tell you the place you see it in a crazy, crazy split screen. In Chicago, there's a a hub workspace for entrepreneurs called 1871. Most of the guys there are single, I'm pretty sure, because they're, I should, I wouldn't, I'm going to say 70%. They're young. That's why I'm assuming this. And they're working 24-7. And there are two kinds of men in that space that is predominantly men. You either have the guys who are pale as ghosts. You know they're not sleeping. You know they're eating junk food all day. They are just getting through their lives because they're so absorbed with their business. Or there are the fitness-obsessed right. triathletes. triathletes. I knew you were going to say that. There are men, And yes. that's actually not healthy, that kind of unbalanced Weirdly obsession. Unbalanced. It's just a sort of displacement of their competitive drive. It is so true. Here's the thing, Suzanne. There was an article. I don't know if you read this. It came from Clemson University. Some woman wrote an article that got massive distribution about the emergence of something called the dad bod. I loved it. I loved it. The dad bod. I loved the term. she was talking about 20-something men still on campus. So they could be like anything from 18 to 22 on campus who have, you know, started to develop a little beer gut and their men boobs are starting to like hang. She says, this is awesome. And women kind of like that. And then it showed pictures of these frat guys. And you look at those pictures and you go, Dude, if you look like that at 22, by the time you're 50, those men breasts are going to be way down and your beer gut and you, you are so not going to be attractive. And more to the point, you look at those big bellies and you say, that's heart disease. We'll ask Dr. Ridwan about this, but that's a real indicator of heart disease. What are you doing? What are you doing? And she went on to say, and here are all the reasons women find you attractive, dad bod men. It's cuddly. (laughs) Oh, no. Here is my favorite. And you make us feel better about our bodies. Right. We like to feel pretty. It's like I'm a contrast gainer. When you look really ugly, I look really pretty. So I want to ask, I think we can coin the term Dr. Ridwan on this show. He calls himself that. We don't coin it because that's what he calls himself. Okay, like Dr. Rachel, Dr. Suzanne. Dr. I'm just Ruth. saying. Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth. Dr. Laura. Mm-hmm. Dr. Ridwan. Okay. I want to ask him, when you're young like that and you are so careless about your body, what does happen later on? And I sure as heck don't want women promoting that. I don't want girls. Oh, by the way, have you ever heard a man say, I really like those sort of budgy women who are out of shape and a little overweight, right, like right. mom bods? Mom I've bods. heard of MILFs, but not mom bods. I really like those girls who are sort of 18 but already look 40. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, what I'm also going to ask Dr. Ridwan is whether you can really get away with that. Because I, I remember my then doctor saying to my then husband, Actually, he said it to me, and I <laughs> conveyed it to my then-husband, which was not very popular. Can we just call Adam Adam? Yeah, Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, love Adam, but not married to him anymore. But he said, that doctor said, you know, you need to tell Adam that if you aren't keeping yourself in shape in your 40s, because I was nagging him. And by the I way, that's, the, you well, that's the issue is it turns, if men don't take responsibility for their health, it puts us in the position Absolutely. of being the nag. Yeah. I don't want to be the nag. I'm busy nagging myself about what I eat in my workout schedule. But he said, if you don't, 
do that in your 40s, you actually can't suddenly catch up in your 60s and 70s. It's oh. very dangerous. So did he change his behavior? He actually did once we were divorced and he was on the market. That's They're what I was saying. Thus fulfilling your hypothesis from earlier in the show. Exactly. So this is what we know is true, okay? Your inside and your outside performance are connected. And whether you are a woman who loves a guy or a guy who wants to succeed in life and loves a woman, this is all of our responsibility to take men's health much more seriously starting, than we do. Starting with you, men. Starting with you. It is not our yes. responsibility to take but care of you. I, I want to do an anti-dad bod campaign. I, I, it's so unhealthy. It's not okay. And so let's get you to think right now about what you can do, how big this problem is, what it means to you. And let's ask Dr. Ridwan the questions that I know I have, and I'm sure you have, about what men's health really looks like when it's right. good and the damage that it's doing to our society right now. Yep. So we'll be back after this break talking to Dr. Ridwan when we come back to the big payoff with Rachel and Suzanne. It's time to wake up. It's time to stand up. It's time to step outside. It's time to decide. Oh, it's time to find out if we're gonna live or die. Listening to the big payoff with Rachel Bello and Suzanne Mushin on WGN Plus. Welcome back to the big payoff. I'm Suzanne Mushin and I'm here with Rachel Bello, my longtime business partner. And today we're talking about the connection between health and performance. And we're so glad to have with us today Dr. Ridwan Shabsik who is the chairman of the Department of Surgery at St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. He's a professor of clinical urology at Cornell Medical Center in New York, and he's the vice president of the Men's Health Foundation. He is an expert. And a media star, because he has his web-based medical talk show called The Dr. Ridwan Show, which will give you all the information how to connect to that later. But I'm telling you, I binged watched Dr. Ridwan this weekend. She I did. Watched four shows. Four shows. I learned everything there is to know about men's health. So thank you for coming and joining us to talk today. And thank you both for uh, hosting me on this show. I'm so happy to be with you. I am especially intrigued with the uh, big payoff. Uh, and I listened to what you said about passion for success, passion for profit. Success and profit, uh, those are natural human drives. They cannot happen without health. Let's talk about that. So in the first segment of the show, we talked about men's health. And why aren't men taking better care of themselves? I mean, is this a question of them not knowing and paying attention to the facts and the data? Is it their attitude? Is this the culture? What is wrong with men? Are women enabling a sense of not taking responsibility for themselves? What do you think is the explanation? So let me take your question about what's wrong with men. So Thank let's you. look at the basic facts. First, life expectancy. Men live shorter than women significantly. The average difference between life expectancy in men and women is about six years globally, and it's about six years in the United States. Some countries have longer difference. Some countries have shorter difference, but that's the average. So that's one piece of the building foundation. Why? What's wrong with men? Yes. The other one is disability. 
it is well known that many diseases that affect both men and women affect men earlier in life and consequently make them go into disability earlier. Both earlier and more seriously disable them than women? Yes. In fact, there are more women pushing men in wheelchairs. <laughs> That's so than, wonderful than vision. the other way around because men get sick earlier. Uh, that is true. You yep. just have to walk out onto the street and you see That's that. That's so true. Yeah. Okay, so Why? what is going on? What's behind all of that? Well, it was thought many years ago that it might be genetic, might be the Y chromosome. Uh, you know, men are XY, women are XX, and the Y chromosome is the weaker chromosome. But many research studies, including some of ours, have shown that men's health behavior is different and men's health attitudes are different. And this makes an explanation in addition to an opportunity. So what, in what way is it different? Well, I can give a few examples how different. Uh, yeah. One is that, uh, uh, let's take, for example, uh, over-drinking of alcohol, uh, alcohol abuse. Let's take smoke. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Let's take uh, uh, car accidents. Let's take work accidents more men in all of the above. Let's take uh, drug abuse, more men. So the basic fact is that there are opportunities to improve men's health. So it is behavioral, but w again, what's behind that? I mean, are men more arrogant? Re reckless, are they reckless? Invulnerable? Are... Do they have that extended adolescent sense of invulnerability? What is it? Well, from the scientific viewpoint, we do not know because the theories could be upbringing. There is data now from mm. the Centers of Disease Control, the CDC, showing that boys' behavior from the health viewpoint is worse than girls' behavior, oh. and this might extend into later life. So does this come from upbringing, from education, from lack of education? That's why we need to do studies in men's health. We need to understand men's health so that we can address it. How significant of a role are women playing in the health of men in their lives? Women are well known to be the, the health gatekeepers in many families. A woman in a given family takes care of the son, of the husband, of the grandfather. But let's not forget that the burden of the crisis in men's health falls not only upon the men, but it falls upon the women around them. You know, don't forget, a sick man 
has a sister, has a mother, has a wife, has a daughter. So men's health is really not only a men's health issue. It's a family health issue. It's a society health issue. Right. Well, and, and that's really important so that if we understand that men's health crisis is not something just for men, but also for women, and then you open the aperture to say, oh, but it has massive consequences for society and for our economic system, right? There are broader consequences. I, I mean, I just remember an example of a man who used to smoke about 40 cigarettes a day and he ate recklessly, he was obese. He had three heart attacks in his 40s. Needless to say, from the behavioral viewpoint, he quit smoking after the second heart attack. It is always amazing when you see men and women smoking after they've been diagnosed with lung cancer or had a heart attack. Exactly. So you and I had a conversation earlier, and, and what you told me was so shocking that I want you to repeat it. So I had said that I've been recently watching Mad Men crazy as it is that I'd never seen the show, but I started binge watching it. And the thing that strikes you in this show is how much people are smoking and drinking just one generation ago. So this was our, you know, my father, his father. It's not the that three long mar- ago. The three martini lunch was a f- a, just a fixture of the ad And smoking all day long, oh, even yeah. in bed. And so then I asked you, well, given that things have changed behaviorally so much since then, Smoking's no longer nearly, I don't know, you would know better than I would, but nearly as acceptable. People aren't drinking all day long. Has that had a huge effect on the longevity and the lifespan of men? And you said, not really, which was shocking. And so I want you to tell us why that is. Well, the good news is that uh, smoking in general in the United States has decreased year after year for the past 50 years because of the public campaign after smoking. Right. What offset the benefits and the health benefits from reducing smoking is the fact that obesity has been on the rise and the diseases that are related to obesity, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, have been on the rise. In men, obesity has been accelerating more than women. And men still smoke more than women, although the entire society smokes less, men smoke more than women. So let's not forget, there's a men's health crisis. It has a significant burden and negative impact on families and women and children and on the economy. And there are opportunities to improve on men's health. Okay, so that's great. And now that you mentioned that there are actual things that can be done, let's get very concrete. And if you can give us what actual concrete things can men do to improve the prognosis that you've given us, which is pretty depressing. Well, I say to all men out there, there are things that you can do today and you can start doing today, which include the four big recommendations for general health plus one specific for you, men. The four general things are exercise, and the minimum is 150 minutes a week. Second is good diet. Good diet means a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits, maybe some fish, maybe some chicken, low on the red meat, low on the carb, balanced diet, and right amounts so you do not gain weight. The third recommendation is to watch your weight and specifically to watch your waistline. Your waist circumference is very important not to exceed 
36 inches. I'm just laughing because I know so many men right. over 36, but okay. And the number four is to not smoke. And if you smoke, the research and the data has shown if you quit smoking at any age, you still have some benefit from quitting smoking from the health viewpoint. So those are the four pieces of general health advice. For men, we add a fifth one, which is go to the doctor because men don't like to go to doctors. It's a behavioral problem. Uh, if you look at the data between men and women, it's very clear men don't go to preventive visits. Men don't even go to the dentist. So go to the doctor. Annually, right? For annually, a full at annual, least. Yeah. At least. Starting at an early age. What we're really talking about is a lifestyle decision, a whole way of living that men have to undertake in order to take responsibility for themselves and for the consequences of their health on others. So that stomach, what we all know, because a lot of men have it, that big belly gut, is the result of, I want to get a little bit more specific. So carbs, okay or, or no? In moderation, certain carbs like grains, uh, high fiber are okay. And enjoying carbs every once in a while is okay. So it, so it's a quantity. Are people just eating massive quantities of food? Is that what's happening? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh. Now, one thing I don't, I don't want to, to, to miss saying here that these are general health advice recommendations. But for men's health, we really have a crisis, and we cannot address the problem and the crisis unless we understand it. And the first building block in understanding is, is to do studies, is to do surveys, is really to move collectively as a society to understand men's health. Well, that's great because that's a perfect segue to our next conversation with Rob Denson, who's the CEO of Tiller. And Tiller's a company that does specifically that, that aligns social purpose causes with business opportunities and opening new markets for businesses. A lot of great ideas have come up today. And now let's get Rob Denson in here to talk to us about, well, what are we going to do about it? And how are we going to move the needle on this issue? So Dr. Ridwan, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We're going to ask you to stay and continue the conversation with us when we get back to the big payoff with Rachel and Suzanne. Well, that's the truth about me. Yeah, that's the truth about guys. We'd rather pick and work on cars and work on the problems in our lives. And we might say it to you every now and then. We ain't wrong, we ain't sorry, and it's probably gonna happen again. to The Big Payoff with Rachel Bellow and Suzanne Mushin on WGN+. Welcome back to The Big Payoff. I'm Suzanne Mushin, and I'm here with Rachel Bellow, my longtime business partner. And we're talking today about health and performance and the impact that health, and in particular men's health, is having on society, on men, on women, on all of us. And we're introducing a new segment today called Moving the Needle. And this segment is really about what we do about the things that we talk about on this show. How do we actually get some of this stuff to happen? And with us 
Each month when we have this segment, we have Rob Denson in the studio, who's the CEO of Tiller. Tiller is a company that aligns social purpose, that is, causes about issues that matter, with business opportunities. And it's something that Rob Denson has done and cared about for decades on the assumption that when businesses embrace important social issues, new markets open up, it makes beautiful sense. You're capturing the hearts and minds of people about things that really matter, and men's health is one of them. So we're going to ask him today to share with us some ideas about how all the things we've talked about today could actually Move the move, needle. Move the needle. That's what we Mo- call the segment. Move the needle. Move the needle. Rob, what do we do? So, look, first of all, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on the radio. So, <laughs> um, I, I just want to be responsive to the conversation before, and that is to say that we, we all pay the price for men's health sloth. Um, I'm sorry to hear that you have Crohn's disease. I have Cro-Magnon's disease, as, <laughs> as do most men, which is to say uh, we're, we're medical Neanderthals. Um, men are dissociative, delusional, dumb, in denial. We skip the script. We drive fast, drink too much, ski off trail, make the stupid bet, cancel the colonoscopy, skip the prostate exam, literally and figuratively, because we want to tap the fickle finger of fate. And why do we do that? Because that's what guys do, you know? That bad boy you guys married, you know, because you want to save or fix him, not so much fun now, is it? Not so, so much. Let's just also be clear, and then each of us divorce that Okay, guy. well, that's exactly just... my point. So, um, <laughs> look, it, it's unfortunate but true, but men need permission to take care of themselves. And the only way that's going to change is if we educate and empower them and change the cultural narrative and expectation and stop facilitating, if not subsidizing, bad behaviors. Look, we talked a few months back about the sea change that took place with regards to women and their money um, over the course of a generation. Women are increasingly taking ownership, literally and figuratively, of their financial well-being. They have understood that they were financially capable, rejecting the cultural narrative, and they have realized and accepted responsibility for their financial futures. I would submit the exact same thing has to happen with regard to men and their health. It's in no one's interest, not the economy, not women, not government, not employers, not insurance companies for men not to take care of themselves. As I said, we all pay the price. So, Rob, how would we do that? We talked earlier with Dr. Ridwan about the fact that we really have in one generation changed the narrative on smoking. So how does this get started? How do we, in fact, get a social norm shift when it comes to paying attention right, what's to the first step? And that's a great analogy because we changed the conversation with yeah. regard to, and be, yeah. it no longer became uh, acceptable, you know, a la cool. Mad Men. It's it not, wasn't cool. Not, right. not cool. So, yeah. um, so actually the foundation and Tiller are working on something we're calling the, the campaign for men's health. And it's literally just that, a campaign to win the hearts and minds and, well, yes, the prostates of men. And Ridwan had mentioned, it, it, you know, you can't write the prescription before you, you make the diagnosis. So underpinning all this will be the definitive benchmark piece of research, public opinion polling, really, with regard to men. What do they know, do, believe with regards to men's health? And then where are the opportunities to redirect their focus and educate and, and, and empower them? You know, what, you know what's really brilliant about that, Rob, is that in, I don't even know what year it was, but it was in the 
60s, early 60s, when John Gagnon and his group did the definitive survey on American sexuality at University of Chicago, which landed on the front page of the New York Times and got everyone to understand for the first time everything from how many men and women have affairs. It was shocking how many women had affairs. I mean, people, you know, if you do the research right, they will tell you the truth. And the truth is shocking, gets on the front page, and from there, a whole field started and things started to change. Yeah, I think that's exactly We have to put in a baseline, right, Ridwan? When you, when you sit down with a patient, what's the first thing you do? You kind of you establish the baseline. Exactly. And I think we need to understand men's health from the bottom up. So I want to ask Dr. Ridwan, what kind of a question would you put on this survey? Give us an example of a question that you think could be asked that might reveal something surprising. surprising. I think we can, we, we can put a lot of interesting questions about uh, behavior and also about attitudes towards men. I mean, let's take just an, an example uh, of depression. Um, yeah. There's a lot of myth about depression, a lot of misperception that depression is a woman thing. Women are depressed. And we might get surprised if we do this, uh, the studies and the poll that uh, men do also suffer from depression and with consequences and burden and negativity to themselves and to those around them, to the women, to the children, to the families. This show is about that intersection between doing good, right, and, and success. And, I, you know, my hope is that some smart pharma company or athletic apparel manufacturer or aftershaver brewer or motorcycle manufacturer or supplement maker is going to wake up and understand the deep business and brand building value of being the presenting sponsor of, of men's health. I think that's, that's exactly. I, th- I think that's exactly what needs to happen. And Rob, it's happened before, right? Didn't yeah, you absolutely. do this for women and money? It did, and it's happened in a lot of realms of endeavor. And look, the time is right. You oh know yes, what? yes. We cannot sustain economically the cri- the coming crisis in men's health. It's just it's not economically sustainable. Well, Rob and Dr. Ridwan, thank you so much for joining us on the show, talking about health and performance today on The Big Payoff. We'll be back to The Big Payoff next week with Rachel and Suzanne. And if you get lonely for us in the meantime, you can listen to us at the WGN Plus app. Just download it. Our shows are all there. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at Big Payoff Radio, or you can go to our Facebook page at Big Payoff Media. We'll be back to the big payoff next week with Rachel and Suzanne. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.